welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. First and foremost, please excuse the sound quality. Owing to the ongoing coronavirus crisis, this podcast has had to be recorded over the phone. I'm Big Hospitality and Restaurant Magazine reporter James McAllister, and today we're joined by James Summerin, the Michelin-starred chef whose eponymous restaurant with rooms is located on the Penarth Seafront in Wales. Okay, so James, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, how are you? Or maybe, maybe, I should yeah, ask where, or maybe I should ask where are you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the best one. <laughs> so where are you at the moment? Uh, so we're at the restaurant uh, down on the Esplanade in Penarth. Mm-hmm. And what have you been doing there? We know that you've been obviously doing a lot of work uh, for the NHS at the moment. If you could tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, so we um, we decided that we would uh, put some of the produce that we'd already ordered in uh, to good use and uh, feed, you know, send some meals up to the local hospital. Um, and just try and do our bit, really. Um, it's kind of escalated from there as we've gone on because we've um, got on board with uh, the Hospital Trust and uh, a few other smaller businesses in Cardiff. Uh, mm. We've set up a GoFund page and now we've got the opportunity to get some funds to be able to pay for produce as well. How many meals have you been producing so far? So just for us, uh, week one we did three thousand, and wow. then last week we did two thousand. Um, we're hopefully going to do about another two, two and a half thousand this week. Presumably, there must be like there, there has to be a cost in terms of produce. Is that what the GoFundMe is for you? Is that how you're mitigating that? Yeah. So the uh, the GoFunds literally um, there's certain suppliers that we're using. Um, we don't have any access to the funds. We just place the order for the food, and then the funding page then pays for um, all the ingredients. And I've seen that you've got the whole family involved with it. What sort of meals have you been cooking? Yeah, so there's my wife and Georgia, who my eldest daughter. She's my sous chef here anyway. Um, So we all work here anyway. Um, We've been doing all sorts of meals. So like more sort of old-fashioned, hearty cooking, really. So like Mm. bread and butter pudding and good stews, lasagnas, anything that's full of you know, fantastic produce, but really easy for them to reheat back mm. on the board. One of the things that, you know, we've noticed is that, you know, there's a, you're doing a lot of work to kind of, you know, support and protect others. Uh, but what, in terms of your own business, what have you been doing yourself through this crisis to kind of help protect uh, your restaurant? Um, well, unfortunately, we had to follow, you know, the majority of the staff. Yeah, um, of but, you know, we're still doing the extra little bit. Yeah. Uh, all we've done as far as business is concerned is batten down the hatches, really. Mm. Um, we've been supported by all our suppliers and our landlord and everything else. So we're not under too much pressure. Obviously, we're still trying to pay the bills as they come in. Yeah. Um, but um, the majority of the, the suppliers have been pretty good because obviously we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, you know, what we didn't want to do was sort of run vouchers and, and offers to get people to buy to, to help the cash flow because we tend not to do that as a, a cash flow basis anyway. So um, any vouchers that we use, we draw them in as and when on a, on a daily basis so they get used. Hmm. And I noticed that you did briefly kind of toy with using, like setting up a delivery service, but you've stopped doing that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, first weekend that we closed, uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, we did the delivery service, which... Um, <laughs> Absolutely chopped the orders over massively. It was so complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did like four, 450 orders 
carry on um, following week. Lou and I just took the decision because it's here and we want to be putting ourselves at risk to deliver to people's houses. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest challenge that we had was actually trying to find everybody's house. So you have any house don't have numbers or don't postcodes don't correspond with the correct address. Um, Yeah. Is it something you would ever consider going back to? No, oh, I don't know about that. Maybe ask me in here again in, uh, <laughs> on the next sort of pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, 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 one thing I did want to kind of like get an opportunity to ask you, obviously, like we know we know what's being made available to businesses kind of like from central government. I was intrigued just to kind of know, is there kind of like any differences between like what's been available from central government and what you kind of like get from devolved like Welsh government at all? Um well, we've kind of, uh, we're in a bit of a sticky wicket ourselves because obviously um, a lot of the, the grants and stuff that are available are for up to the value of 51,000, mm. um, the rateable value, and unfortunately we don't come into that category, we're a bit above that. So yeah. um, we're still looking at other avenues to see what we can get. You know, it's amazing what the government has done support-wise, but it's still a bit of a grey area on what we're entitled or what we can get, I guess, um, which we're still following different avenues at the moment. What else do you you think needs to be done? Oh, gosh, just hurry up and get rid of this virus more than anything else. Um, You know, the support... I don't don't really know myself. You know, if if it could just be a little bit clearer for a lot of businesses just to know directly where we can go, how quick we're going to be able to get the support. You know, it, it's open-ended. But it looks like it's not going to be until probably middle of next month, which means a lot of businesses have already had to pay, will have had to pay another month's wages to my staff. And it's just knowing that we've got the support there to come back to us is certainly um, a big boost. Mm. And also, I mean, one thing we've got to ask is, I know you, you must not have kind of like much downtime at the moment, given, you know, you're producing so many meals every week. But uh, given in the, town, in the time that you have had, uh, what, what have you been up to? I mean, have you been like considering any sort of menu development? Have you been thinking about anything like that? Have you been quite reflexive? How's it been? Yeah, it's been strange, I would say. And um, mm. we've, we've started looking at a few menu um alternatives, changing the menu and all the rest of it, but it's kind of given us a couple of days to sit and reflect. To be fair, we haven't had an awful lot of downtime because um, catering for the quantities that we're doing is probably harder than actually running the restaurant, I think, um, just in the terms of being so few of us here um, actually knocking it out. We're still putting in a good 12 hours a day when we're cooking, so um, it's quite a lot of time. But I think it's made it, it certainly made me appreciate a bit more you know, the family time and the family aspect and maybe we need to look a little bit more into, you know, that work life balance, um, which is which is always, as we all know in the in this sort of trade is, is hard anyway. Um but yeah, it's just trying to have a bit of fun really. And, you know, everybody seems to be on the down. So just try and have a bit of fun to pass the day by. Uh, that sounds like a really nice area where to leave it. So James anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. No problem at all. Thanks very much.